Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's up everyone? It's your host of the podcast, 15 to Life, Tito Guerrero, the podcast where we talk about life after having life in prison. So today, we're going to take it straight back behind the walls. I'm going to give you one of these prison stories, and this one is appropriately titled, My First Cell Phone. Definitely not to be confused with my last, because I had a few of them in there. So, a lot of people... uh I've probably seen pictures, videos. I mean, I've <clears throat> I've even trolled the internet a little bit myself and watched uh, a bunch of these uh, prison fights that are recorded, kind of staged, you know, uh, fights. Not in California where I did my time, but um, a lot of stuff you can see um, within the walls, which... Um, I don't know. I feel some kind of way about it because obviously I was there. And I know what I used my phone for, um, or my phones for, and uh, the guards will always come back and say they're a safety and security risk, which obviously for various reasons, yes, that could be a risk if someone can make unmonitored calls, take pictures and videos uh, within the walls, detailing out um, security measures and all that, but let's be realistic. Um, phones have been inside the prison walls for almost 20 years now. And, um, to my knowledge, no one has escaped because they had a cell phone. Um, not that it wouldn't help. I I will self be, be admitting to that. Yes. So, so as far as me and my cell phone, my first one, we're going to have to rewind, rewind, rewind the clock way, way back. And um, I'm actually going to kind of look. So we're talking 2004. Now, mind you, a while ago, right? And man, so let, let, let's do a little thinking real quick, too. You know, in 2004, cell phones, um, they've been out for a while. I mean, I had a phone <clears throat> before I went to prison. Um, and there, there wasn't any of this $50 for a month or 40 or 35 for a month like there is now. You guys remember back in the day, it was pretty expensive to have a phone. But needless to say, I was working in the kitchen at the time. And uh, the, the kitchen jobs were good. Uh, but if you were a kitchen clerk like I was, oh man, you had it, you know, carte blanche for anything and everything in the kitchen. More importantly, you had a lot of access to be around staff because you did a lot of work for them. Um, So I was a clerk, and there was only a handful of us. And I had a lot of hustle going on with um, stealing food. Um, Like, everyone would bring us the stuff that they would steal, and we would break it down, bag it up, so they could get it out. I'll do some, some other talks on that later, but... We didn't get a lot of security in our office. 
which basically says people, the, the guards, didn't come in and tear up our office all the time because we were always in there working. And they kind of knew that we were getting food and stuff, and they didn't, they didn't want to get us caught up in that and get us fired and then maybe not get someone good in there that could actually do the job. <clears throat> so we, we had a lot of freedom in that respect. So, mind you, I was on one yard, which I think is now called a yard over in California State Prison, Solano. And one of my homies, and remember, my homies are others, so Asians, Islanders, other Latins that aren't Mexican, etc., etc., right? So one of the Asian homies over on two yard um, comes and talks to me. And mind you, we're split up into these different yards, but the kitchen... Is kind of centralized so for one and two yard on the level three side we intermingle within the kitchen just like on the level two side which is a lower security on the other side of the prison yards three and four if you work in the kitchen you're in there with people from the opposite yard so i'm in there with the homie um <clears throat> the homie playa what's up boy you just got out congratulations but anyway players like hey man um I need some help with something. Now, just to put some uh, history to it, when I was working in the program office as a captain's clerk, um, I'm in there with other guys off off the two yard and everything. And if there was a big search about to happen, we knew because we worked in the program office. We didn't necessarily know like a week in advance, but we knew that day or maybe even the day before, right? Something was about to go down. Um, Or we kind of... We might not know, but we could figure it out. So a lot of times, guys that might have DVD players or whatever, right? Whatever kind of contraband they might have. All the homies would bring it into the program office, which is risky, right? You bring in a bunch of stuff in and then give it to one of us to come take to our yard while they search their yard. Then as soon as they're about to finish up their yard, we would bring it back in, give it back to them with all of our stuff. You know, and so all this contraband moves back and forth to make sure it doesn't get... uh caught up right so player was always a guy who had all the the hookups for the dvd players and all the movies and stuff and he would shoot the players over to us and we get to watch movies and all this stuff so he was a homie that you know and you kind of make sure you take care of right so when he came to me and he's like hey man i really need some help but it's a it's a hot item and so in my mind i'm thinking Oh, man, this dude's got some dope coming in. He wants me to move the dope, which I hate doing. I don't I don't like messing with dope. No how, no way. I just don't like it. If I have to, you know, just prison politics and whatnot, I will. But, like, for the most part, the longer I did, or I should say the longer I was incarcerated, the more I could say no if I wanted to, right? So, I'm like five years in. I'm still kind of fresh, but... I'm like, eh, I don't, you know, let me just hear him out, you know, because if it's something simple, I'll do it, right? Um, so he tells me, hey, this one free staff, he's going he's gonna to have something for me, and I need you to get it because he won't bring it to me because they're on me, right? And when, when I say they're on me, that means the COs or correctional officers kind of know he's up to stuff, so they watch him a little bit heavier. So his connection didn't want to have any interaction with him because then, you know, something might happen and then it, it falls back on that guy and he loses his job. 
So I'm like, all right. He goes, look, you know where the staff go in and they, they kind of hang out and eat their lunch and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, he's going to have a lunch bag for you. He's going to let you know. Just go in and grab the lunch bag and get it bagged up and ready for me. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And he goes, all right, I'll talk to you more about it later. All right, fine. That's it. Next day, player comes up to me. He's like, hey, I asked him if he's cool giving it to you. He said, yeah, so here's the deal. It's a cell phone. And I'm like, oh, damn, for real? And he's like, yeah. He goes, do you want one? And I'm like, well, yeah, of course I want one. He goes, all right, well, here, you know, send it here and I'll have them bring both in. Right. And, and I'm like, whoa, are you serious? And he's like, look, I'll tell you what, you know, you can get, you know, whatever, like two in. Um, but pay the entrance fee, which, geez, I don't even remember what it was, like 500 bucks or something like that. Right. So I go, all right. Dang. You know, and, and me. <clears throat> excuse me i'm one of those guys like i hustled for real like so i try to make it work without spending any money at all like i never want to spend my own money if anything i don't mind not making money but i don't want to spend money to get whatever i want so i knew this one white guy who um i knew he was cool he didn't really mess with none he wasn't a dope fiend or anything and i knew he had some money and i knew he was really close with his mom he always got visits I'd always be out there and visiting with him, and he was in my building. So I just went up, you know, this dude Gilbert, and I'm like, "Hey, Gil, man, um, let me, let me, let me uh, holler at you real quick." And I started running it down to him. I was like, "Hey, man, how beneficial would it be if you had your own phone?" You know, I started telling him. He's like, "Oh, man, I wish. Oh, that would just make everything so much easier on me and my mom." And he keeps going and going and going, and I'm like, "Okay, I got him, right? Not in a bad way. Don't don't get me wrong. Like, I definitely." I've learned over the years I have a gift gab and I, I'm good at selling stuff, right? Although I don't like doing it. It's just, especially in prison, it's kind of a necessity. But I also, I'm helping someone else, right? So I knew he wanted it. I knew it was beneficial. So I was like, look, you need to buy two phones, right? And you're going to pay 500 to get yours in. And you're just going to buy my phone and you get your phone, right? And I said, I want one of these pay-as-you-go. I'll, I'll find some people to get me the, the cars or whatever. So he tells me, hey, my mom found this virgin phone. And, you know, you buy the little cards and you get time. And, you know, when you need more time, you just add it on, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. Sounds good. He goes, I'm going to get an AT&T phone with a plan and everything. And I was like, you know what? Don't care. You know, because once I hand you that phone, the rest is on you. And he's like, all right. So he comes through, my boy player comes in, you know, a week later or whatever and says, hey, my cousin got, got your phones, got the money, you're all good, I'll let you know. So now, mind you, here's, here's some prison politics for you. I've just sealed the deal with another race, a white boy. Now I am obligated to get this guy a phone or to get him his 500 bucks plus two phones worth of money plus something for screwing it all up back so now i'm on the line one way or the other right <clears throat> so i am like stressed out twofold one if this doesn't go through i gotta make it up to this dude somehow which i picked a dude that doesn't really politic hard he's not like 
uh, uh, hardcore wood that, that wants to fight on everything, you know. So he'd probably be good with me just getting him back his money, which I could work out. I wouldn't have did it with some hardcore dude that I had to worry about. But I'm just like, oh, all right, I got that. And then I got the stress that when the stuff shows up, I got to get it out through security of the kitchen back to the building, right? Bunch of stress. Anyway, um, and don't get me wrong. I was good at getting a ton of stuff out of the kitchen. But the reality is, is you never know when they're going to do a full strip down when you walk out. You never know when the regular cop that usually lets you go without patting you down isn't there. Like, you just don't know. So there, there's a lot of stress going on right now. And you can't push the timeline on this, right? This is totally up to this free staff guy. Whenever he feels comfortable, bring the crap in. So I can't miss a day of work. I'm like showing up every freaking day just in case. So finally the dude, and I mean, it was the weirdest thing. He says not one word to me. He literally pops his head in my office, kind of gives me the what's up nod of his head. Starts to walk off. So I come out and I look. And I see him look at me again. He walks in their break room. He's the only one in there. And there's a paper bag sitting on the table. And he goes, stands in the corner. Way away from this bag. And is like staring at me. And then looks at the bag. Stares at me. Looks at the bag. So I grab the bag and I just leave. When I get back. There's like a phone and some other miscellaneous junk. I forget what it was. None of my stuff to my knowledge. So I'm just like, Damn. So what we do in the kitchen is we take everything and wrap it real tight with a uh, saran wrap, basically, right? Plastic wrap. So I got this stuff wrapped up as small and as tight as I can. It's like a little tiny, uh, like, like egg, but flatter, right? <coughs> Excuse me. So now I got it. I put it up in my little vault. I hide it where not too many people know where this hiding place is. And I'm on the move. I, and, and mind you, when I wrap it, I don't just wrap like the phone and stuff. I put everything like in a paper bag and wrap it. So if you look at it, you're probably going to think it's just some wrapped up food or something. You're not going to think it's a freaking cell phone that I'm trying to hide, right? So now I'm looking for player, looking for player. I find him. And he's like, what's up? And I'm like, touchdown. He's like, cool, bring it to the scullery, which is, <clears throat> you know, where they wash the dishes after People get finished with dinner or breakfast or whatever. They put their tray there and they pull them in the scullery. So I take it there and he's got the whole crew hooked up. You know, someone drops their tray and they hand off the phone. The dude puts it in his pocket back to the building. So then I see him the next day. I'm like, so what's up? He's like, he'll be coming to get you pretty soon. And I'm like, all right, sure enough. Next day, he has the other phone. And I asked him, uh, I asked player, I said, well, can you make sure the AT&T phone comes first? I want to get this dude his, so if, if anything else happens, at least I got him out the way. So the next lunch bag that shows up, AT&T phone. Nice little tiny flip phone, very small. I was like, cool, easy to wrap up. I just happened to be bringing, like, clippers with me every day, you know, getting the cops used to that I have, like, some extra type stuff just in case so they don't want to pat me down because I got hair and crap on me. I'm, like, cutting anyone and everyone's hair to try to keep keep my distance from everyone <clears throat> excuse me so i get this phone wrap it up we got it all good it's really small so what we decide to do my celly and i is to make what we call a diaper or a thong <laughs> and basically what it is is you take the cellophane the wrap the plastic wrap and you literally make like a little diaper or a thong that wraps around you like a diaper 
And whatever you're trying to carry out, you put at the very bottom. So it would go right up where your butt and your balls meet. And you tie it up real tight. So during a pat down, they don't really get up in there. They don't. And even if they feel it, it feels like it's part of you. I know it sounds super weird, but you'd be amazed how effective this diaper is, right? So I strap, and I never wear one of these, by the way. Never. But for this, I did. So I have this stupid diaper on. And I walk out to the breezeway, which is basically you have the main dining hall where, you know, everyone goes to eat. There's a breezeway, which basically means no building. You have two buildings that stop right next to each other, and there's just some chain link fence in between them. It's called the breezeway because the air breezes through, right? And then the other building is the main kitchen where you cook everything. So we're in the main kitchen. I come out to the breezeway. And the cop that's working, he's a super cool cop. And when I say a cool cop, like he's not trying to do anything above and beyond. He'll he'll pat down your shoulders a little bit and then let you go. Perfect situation to get the hell up out of Dodge and not get caught, right? So I run back in. I grab my celly. We grab some miscellaneous vegetables and crap and stuff that we're going to take. I make sure my little diaper's on tight. Grab my stuff. We walk out. No cop. Nobody. So now we're standing out there. Like, and another cop comes and shuts the door behind us. So now we can't get back in. So now we're locked in the breezeway with a phone strapped to my freaking balls. And a bunch of vegetables and crap with my celly. And I'm just like, oh shit. Like, who's going to come and let us out? And then a cop that neither one of us knows comes walking out. He's like, oh. You guys, come on. You ready to go? Let's go. Come on. Come on. And we're like, no, we're, he's like, no, come on. It's time to go. Let's go. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to get caught. So as we walk <clears throat> over to the gate to get searched, he takes my celly first. My celly has the clippers in his hand. Well, it has a little, the little pouch that has the clippers. And so he grabs it, opens the pouch, pulls the clippers out. He's like, oh, what is this? You trying to smuggle a cell phone in? And I mean, I hate to say it, we did the rookie move. We both kind of looked at each other like, huh? And then he starts laughing. He's like, yeah, who got a haircut today? And I was like, oh, yeah, half the kitchen, man. He's like, oh, okay, cool. And then he gives my celly like the freaking search from hell. I mean, he's up in his groin. He's going down, like grabbing his legs, like skin tight down each leg. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm I'm going to jail, which means I'm going to add, say, administrative segregation, the whole whatever you want to call it, right? I'm like, it's 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 a wrap. There's no way I'm going to make it through that search. And he takes like a good 45 seconds, which is a long time when you're getting patted down. And I'm just like, oh, oh, well, it was a good try. And then when I get up there, I'm like, hey, man, what's up? And I spread my legs and I lift my arms up. He pats my arms down and goes, oh, man, my back's killing me, man. Get the hell out of here. And I was like, wow, wow, right? So I walk back to the building, take my diaper off, hide the phone. I go over to the the dude's cell, Gills, and I'm like, dude, as soon as this door unlocks, come get your damn thing. And I run back, take my shower, and go go in the cell. At dinner, he comes and gets his phone, and, and that was me getting his phone in. Then my phone went so much easier. I mean, we had the regular cops. They just opened the door, let us out. But... Here's a crazy thing with my phone. So I got this Virgin Mobile phone, right? Mind you, it's 2004. 
last phone I held in my hands was in 97, right? And in 97, if you guys may or may not remember, depending on how old you are, you know, they had just started like the nights and weekends free thing. And, you know, basically you did not want to talk on the phone before after 7 a.m. or before 7 p.m. because it costs like 40 cents a minute, 50 cents a minute. It was like crazy, right? And then they started some plans that were like 50 bucks a month with the nights and weekends free. And that was like the best deal on the face of the planet, you know. But phones were phones. You called people. That was it. There were no cameras. There was no text messaging, nothing, right? So I get this Virgin Mobile phone. It takes me a minute to figure out how to really work it and get it on. And like I had the little card with it so I could put some money on it. So I got it all set up and... I'm like, oh, my God, okay, uh, what do I do, what do I do? So I uh, I start calling people, but no one knows the number, so no one's answering the damn phone. So I remember I called my sister. Her answering machine came on. I'm like, hey, it's me. Uh, I got this phone. Um, damn, uh, I don't know. Uh, call me back, or I'll call you back, uh, but I'm scared. I'm going to hide it, whatever. So I put the phone up. Later on, late late at night, I pull it out, and when I turn the phone on, what pops up? A thing that says text message. I had no freaking idea what it was. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, PJ, my, my, my celly, my bunkie, right? I go, PJ, hey, what's a text message? He's like, fool, I've been locked up longer than you. I don't know what a text message is. And I'm like, damn. Neither one of us had any idea what the hell the text message was. So I'm sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and I go, uh, I don't know how to do it. So I call my sister, right? And I'm like, hey, um, what's up? And she's all, hey, did you get my text message? And I'm like, yeah, uh, what the hell is a text message? And she starts laughing and starts explaining it to me. And, and I'm just like, oh, all right. And needless to say, like, slowly but surely, I figure out how, how text messaging works. And mind you, back at this day and time, it's not like today where you got a freaking keyboard and you type everything out or you got text to, I mean, talk to text and all this other stuff. Like, you had to hit the button three times, you know, to get a C. You know, you hit number one three times to get it to a C or two times to get it to a B. You know, you, so I, at least then, I can't do it anymore. Back then, I could hold the phone under the bed and text you a whole message without looking at the keypad at all. And, I mean, it would come out damn near perfect every time because that way I could keep my eye on the door. And if a cop showed up or whatever, I could break the phone, do whatever I had to do. So... That was my story on how I got my first phone back in 2004. Pretty freaking crazy. And no, nobody brought it in through visiting. It was a free staff. And when I say free staff, that basically means it's someone who works within the prison walls, but they're not a correctional officer. So we call all the other people free staff because they're not quote unquote cops. They're free people that just happen to work inside the prison. So um, I, over the years, I had a few connections with both free staff, but I'll tell you some of the best connections I had were actually with correctional officers. Uh, they definitely have a lot less fear when it comes to bringing stuff in. Um, but anyway, I will have more stories on uh, my escapades with contraband, but um that was my first cell phone story uh any questions about it be sure to let me know and i'll talk about it some more and um yeah more to come this is tito 15 to life have a good day